Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, about 13 or so minutes long each day. But it keeps us in God's Word and thereby helps keep us focused on our relationship with God. And also, it helps keep us focused on our spiritual lives, our spiritual well-being, our souls. But being in God's word every day also helps us to stay strong in our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Help people in your life grow in their faith by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. A great blessing for them, but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today with everybody you can. We're going to conclude our particular study on one more of those heart troubles that we've been focusing on. And we focused upon a, a number of them already. And again, we're talking about heart troubles from a spiritual perspective. So we've, we've looked at heart troubles like hatred, laziness, gossip, worry, unforgiveness, pride, ungodly pride, that is, and harsh judgments and, and finding fault with other people in, in a supercritical way. All of those are heart troubles. They're problems of the heart. And the one we're finishing up today is anger. And anger certainly is contributive to hatred. Well, it can also be contributive to con- con- contributive to unforgiveness, having an unforgiving heart, and finding fault with people. So you see, anger can play a part in other heart troubles as well. Well, we've talked about anger pretty extensively in this particular series, and this is again part of the broader series that we're focusing on, and that is heart troubles, heart troubles from a spiritual perspective. Well, we talked about how anger clouds our vision, clouds our thinking, Somebody who is harboring anger can be sinful in that anger because they're harboring it. They're letting it abide in their thinking, in their mindset, in their heart. They need to learn how to put it away because trying to get a clear perspective on a given situation, how do I deal with this person? How do I deal with this situation that's really affecting me emotionally? If you're trying to get a clear perspective while angry, that's like reading, trying to, trying to read a book or read a letter or read a, you know, a, a manuscript of some kind, a page, maybe just a few statements through glasses that are really, really dirty and smeared with grease. That impairs your vision. You have a hard time reading and seeing things clearly. Well, you, tr- you try to figure out, what do I do? How do I respond to this particular situation or to this particular individual or whatever it is that has come up? How do I respond? If I'm angry, it clouds my judgment. It clouds my perspective. I need to understand that I need to keep anger under control, in check, and I need to put it out of my heart as quickly as I can. We've looked at numerous scriptures that warned against anger, letting it abide within us, letting it grow into something that's even uglier, such as hatred or violence, in some cases murder. Then we've 
looked at scripture after scripture that condemns anger outright. That is anger that we let stay there within our hearts. Now we began asking the question and looking at the answers, how can we diffuse? How can we overcome? How can we guard against anger? Number one, we need to be on guard against it, especially if it is prevalent as an emotional response within us individually. We need to be on guard, recognize when it's starting to well up, and then tamp it down, take steps to tamp it down. What's the antidote for anger? The second approach to keep it under control, to overcome it, to guard against anger, to diffuse anger or an angry situation? Cultivate a loving heart. Remember, anger is a heart problem. Cultivate a loving heart and that will diffuse anger. It'll, in fact, many cases, keep it from even welling up at all. Number three, don't let angry thoughts remain in your mind, in your heart. We should not allow ourselves to dwell on the kinds of thoughts that generate and feed anger. The wise man put it quite profoundly. Where there is no wood, the fire goes out. Where there is no tailbearer, strife ceases. As charcoal is to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. Proverbs 26, verses 20 and 21. A contentious man? We're talking about anger within that thought. Anger, if there is no wood, there is no fire. The fire goes out. Anger will lead, as we said, it'll, it'll develop into other sinful actions where there is no tailbearer. Strife ceases. What's the product of strife? Or what is strife the product of? Anger. And as, char- as charcoal is to burning coals, wood to fire, so is a contentious man. Contentiousness, anger is right in the middle of that. And a contentious man kindle strife. The Apostle Paul instructed the Colossians, but now you yourselves are to put off all these. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. And all of those, I would tell you, anger is contributive to. Anger produces wrath. Anger produces malice. Anger, when we start using God's name and our Lord's name in vulgar ways, that's, that can be blasphemous. Filthy language is automatically, in many people's lives, the, re, the, the response to anger. Colossians 3 and verse 8, we need to put those out of our mind. Don't let angry thoughts remain in your mind, in your heart. This has to be an active exercise. You have to, you have to pursue this particular, this particular self-discipline with deliberateness. Studying and incorporating the teachings of God's Word into your life will help you in this process. Paul instructed the fathers to use this very method in teaching their children. He said, you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition or the instruction and discipline of the Lord. Ephesians 6 and verse 4, I say again, a lot of angry children or children that exhibit anger on a regular basis 
They've learned it from one or both of their parents at home. What a terrible lesson for them to learn. What a terrible lesson for a parent to teach. Prayer is another powerful tool to help overcome anger, to guard against it altogether. Paul wrote, I desire, therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath. There's anger and doubting. 1 Timothy 2 and verse 8. In prayer, we can turn the problem over to God. Paul wrote, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves against somebody who has done you wrong, obviously. Do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Romans 12 and verse 19. So three steps to overcome, to guard against, to diffuse anger. Be on guard, number one. Cultivate a loving heart, number two. Don't let angry thoughts remain in your mind and your heart. And then number four, pray for self-control. We should pray specifically for self-control, to be slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. James 1, 19 and 20. The psalmist wrote, be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still, Psalm 4 and verse 4. So take care of the anger, put it out, deal with it, get through it, put it away. Again, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only causes harm, Psalm 37 and verse 8. God is our ultimate standard and example. Jesus, God the Son, came to this world and he lived as a human being, and yet without sin. So we can look at God the Father, we can look at God the Son, and we can say, there's our standard and example. And so here's the fifth step. Look to God, look to Jesus for our standard and our example as to how to live a godly life upon this earth. The psalmist stated, his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life, speaking of God, Psalm 30 and verse 5. Again, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in mercy, Psalm 103 and verse 8. Well, we need to emulate those characteristics in our lives toward others. Note the encouraging words of God written down for us by Isaiah the prophet. He wrote, for a mere moment I have forsaken you, But with great mercies I will gather you, speaking of God. With a little wrath I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness I will have mercy on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Isaiah 54, verses 7 and 8. Look to God. Look to Jesus as our examples. There is such a thing as righteous indignation. But that is a far cry from the abiding, uncontrolled anger of which we have been reading in these many passages of Scripture. We cannot let anger reside in our heart and be the faithful, dedicated, righteous children of God. Many people nurture anger that develops within them. It becomes a part of them. 
As such, it is destructive to their happiness and physical, emotional, and psychological well-being. And left unchecked, it can ultimately bring about their eternal condemnation. We're left to wonder the ultimate fate of the older brother of the prodigal son who exhibited anger when his wayward brother came back home broke, destitute, hungry, and his father hugged him and put new fine clothes on him and a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet, and threw a feast for his return to celebrate his coming home. We might wonder, what did the older brother, what was his ultimate lot in life? Where will you end up in, her, in, in eternity? Will you allow anger to send you to eternal condemnation in hell? Do you need to work on anger? Do you have a problem in your heart with anger, abiding, residing, simmering, growing, exploding on a regular basis? We'd love to help you. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com. Click on the email link and you can contact us that way. Or you can phone us at 402-498-8397. We'd love to talk with you. We'd love to help you study God's Word so you can grow in your faith and grow closer to God. We'd love to pray with you. We hope to hear from you. If you're in the Omaha area, Come and check us out in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ, 3606 North 108th Street. Let's pray. Father, please help us to be a people that can help other people see how to come out of anger, to not let it have a place in their life, to exhibit the love that you want us to show to the people around us through our daily lives, through our Christianity. Help us to help them see you in us. Help us to overcome anger. Help us to overcome the devil. Please forgive us, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.